Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Yasmin Qutbi, Associate at the Corporate Structuring Department at Al-Tamimi and Company Egypt office. With me here today, our Senior Counsel Zainab Shuhudi at the Banking and Finance Department Egypt office. Hello, Zainab. Hi, Yasmin. In this episode of Tamimi Talks, we'll be discussing the digitalization of payments in Egypt. So let's dive in, Zainab, and start with our first question. What is the legal framework of digital payments in Egypt? I think I've mentioned it in in several platforms, and I wish to reiterate it. The financial inclusion plan and goal of the Egyptian government and the Central Bank of Egypt are being self-evident of of the progress made, especially on the end of digital payments uh, sector. And we are seeing now extensive expansion of a lot of multinational players in the region uh, being interested and coming in in the Egyptian market seeking to have uh, operations given the, the dynamics of the market, the population, uh, etc. And accordingly, we are witnessing a very good progress in the digital ecosystem in Egypt. As for the legal framework, the banking law that was recently issued in 2020 has set a precedent in recognizing the, the concept of payment service providers and payment system uh, operators. Uh, Previous to the issuance of the law, those concepts were not really accommodated or recognized in the Egyptian market. So basically, the Central Bank of Egypt had only recognized the payment facilitators and payment aggregators. And they have issued regulations that impose certain requirements for those aggregators and facilitators to abide by in order to uh, operate in the Egyptian market. And they have required that those entities should get in a partnership with a, with a licensed local bank in Egypt in order to operate as facilitators and or aggregators. And accordingly, there was no direct communication between those entities and the Central Bank of Egypt and the license they used to get was a mere sort non-objection uh, declaration issued from the Central Bank. And that non-objection would be linked to the intermediary bank that have uh, submitted uh, the request for a license and they were not able to to deal with other banks except going through the same uh, process. But the fact that the new law has recognized that concept, they have also eliminated the concept of uh, local banks acting as an intermediary and they mandated that all entities working in the field of payment services and payment operations that they have to directly go to the Central Bank of Egypt and and request a license. And accordingly, we see that although this, in in fact, this still not be the case, but this has been a progress in itself. After such informative background, can you tell us what are the licensing requirements for digital payments from a legal and a practical standpoint? So basically, as I just mentioned, the, the law itself is only recognizing the concept and the exact requirements for each entity has to abide by were referred to regulations to be issued, a board of directors decisions of the central bank that would come in and specify the exact requirements for the payment service providers and the payment operators. However, to date, there are no regulations whatsoever that have been issued by the central bank in that field. And accordingly, the practice that has been adopted prior to issuing the law is still being the case. So basically, payment service providers, they do have to get in a partnership with the local bank 
in order for the bank to act as an intermediary to obtain uh, or get a non-objection license for the PSPs to operate, which we believe is an interim way of action things until the, the, the payment regulations come in and specify more of what are the requirements, how they do get a license, etc. Perfect, Zainab. So, so there are expected payment regulations that will, will change this practice. Do you agree? I do agree. As far as we are aware, there are discussions and community dialogue about the draft payment uh, regulations. And uh, to be honest, we are looking forward to have these regulations uh, coming to the light because there are a lot of multinational companies that wish to have a presence in the Egyptian market and they are still waiting for those regulations to be issued. And the, the regulations, as far as are, we are aware, are very sophisticated and they are mirroring payment uh, di- digitalization in, in other sophisticated jurisdictions in the Middle East and Europe. So basically, we understand they would have a proper differentiation between several tiers of the payment service provider uh, companies. So we have sort of a minor payment institution and a major payment institutions. They are setting requirements, licensing requirements, payment minimum capital payment requirements for each type of company on a separate basis. And they are tying it to the size of that company, the volume of the transactions, it will be uh, executing the number of merchants, etc. So it would be more of a practical capital requirement rather than certain amount fixed. And if they operate more than that or less than that, they, they would not have to revisit. Actually, they will have to report to the to the central bank of Egypt on frequent basis to make sure that their capital requirements are moving uh, along with any expansion plans the company would have. So, on a last note, what do you think about CBE efforts towards enhancing digital payments landscape in Egypt? Again, their involvement and and calls for financial inclusion is, is inevitable, and we are seeing almost on monthly or quarterly basis, there are new regulations that are being issued. So they started in 2021 by issuing the, the instant payment regulations just to enhance more engagement in, in, in the field of digitalization of payments. And now they have issued the tokenization regulations and they are calling all banks to, to start preparing their infrastructures to abide by and accommodate tokenization of payments. And just to give a bit of background on tokenization, it's we are hoping that ultimately when we apply tokenization payments through uh, bracelets, smart bracelets, uh, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, etc., would be availed in the market. So this is a very good step and progress made by the, the Central Bank of Egypt in, on, on that end. Okay. Is there a grace period for the banks to abide by said regulations? There's no specific grace period. You're just issuing it to banks that are interested in, in launching and availing such services to its customers. They have to abide by certain requirements in terms of risk assessment processes, uh, anti-money laundering procedures, etc. But if the bank does not want to engage, they, they will not have to, to abide by it. But honestly, in, a, in, in such a fast-moving market and digitalization being everywhere, most of the banks, if not all, would be more than glad to compete in adopting their 
and adapting the infrastructure to, uh, to accommodate for the tokenization is important. That's very interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Zainab, so much. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you found our, our discussion insightful and interesting. If there is any area of conversation that you would like to discuss or want more information on, please get in touch with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.